welcome to the Divorce Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Carolee Fontanelli, and I am a divorce lawyer and author and have been through divorce myself. I'm here to support you throughout your breakup journey. On this podcast, I will share with you my secrets and legal tips on how you can thrive through your separation in small six-minute increments. Don't do it alone. I have got you. Hey everyone, Danielle Young, Senior Associate Collective Family Law Group. Thanks for joining in again. I've just finished off a podcast recently about the effects of children on post-separational conflict. And I forgot to tell you when I did that podcast, um, I actually did that because I was listening to my Spotify list um, over the weekend and Dolly Parton's divorce song came on. I won't sing it for you. (laughs) I won't put you through that pain. But that song words, if you've ever listened to it, those song words start like this. It says, our little boy is four years old and he's quite a little man. So we spell out the words we don't want him to understand. What a great start to a song. Anyway, so that's what prompted me to do uh, that podcast. But this podcast, I'm now going to follow on on that. And there's several things that parents can do to protect their children from conflict and reduce those harmful effects and those long-term effects that I spoke about. First and foremost, I try and, when, I, when I speak to my clients or if I need to speak to my clients about this, I tell them they need to examine their own role in feeding the conflict. And if it's a conflict that there's nothing that they can do to end it or to end the dispute, then they need to really structure their life and their post-separation life uh, moving forward to decrease that conflict. I tell clients to avoid fighting, avoid playing mind games, and really be conscious. Put in your conscious mind the relationships and the behaviours that you're displaying because children copy their parents' behaviours. So I guess the first one, keep your children out of it. It's pretty simple. Parents need to keep their children out of these disputes. Being caught in the middle between mum and dad is really stressful for children and the most powerful reason for a child to be maladjusted is conflict between their parents. Parents who are in conflict are poor role models for children. It's as simple as that. You're especially a poor role model if you're not doing your absolute best to limit their exposure to that conflict. And you can do that by having a look at your own role in that conflict, like I said. So other things, control your emotions. Maybe hard, I know, but we've, we've got to put our adult pants on, yeah? We've got to control our emotions. We've got to control the verbal out, outbursts that can happen in front of children. Children should never be subject to yelling, lies, profanity, allegations, vindictiveness, threats. Parents need to keep that conflict to a minimum so that children can feel safe and secure moving forward. If you can do that, you're going to feel better post-separation your kids are going to feel better post-separation. One of the other things that might be useful is don't vent. Don't vent in front of your children. Heaven forbid, don't vent to your children. You might be tempted to vent your frustrations to them. But as they grow older, they're also going to want to be supportive of their parents. And they might even offer to listen while you offlet some steam. But no matter how appealing that might be, especially as they grow older, it's really putting them in an awkward position, so should be avoided. If you need to vent, pick up the phone, call your best friend, call your mate, call your girlfriend, call your brother. Don't vent 
to or in front of the kids. One of the things we see in family law matters is using the kids as messengers. Don't do it. Don't use the kids to convey a message to the other parent. It puts the children in the centre of your conflict. And the whole idea is to keep your children out of that relationship issue. So don't use your kids as messengers. Send the email yourself. Communicate directly with your ex-partner. Keep your issues to yourself. Keep your negative thoughts to yourself. Um, If you've got negative thoughts about your ex-partner, don't tell your children that. Don't say it in front of them. Don't sit around the kitchen table after dinner while the kids are sitting in the next room and you talk to your mum or your dad about how horrible the other parent is. Don't do it. Your child has a right to a relationship with their other parent that's free of influence from you. Try have a go at um, using different languages with your partner. So instead of making statements which can be misinterpreted as a demand and then lead to conflict, try reframing the language that you used. For example, if you need to make a request, why not begin with would you be willing to or could we try this, that or the other? And don't make it about a statement, like I said, that then gets misconstrued as a demand and then there's less likelihood that sort of that request is going to be met favourably by the other parent right from the onset just because of the language you're using. One of my big ones, um, and if you're a previous client of mine, I, I say things like honey, not vinegar, and it's so right. I, I try and tell parents don't sweat the small stuff. If you disagree about an important issue like a medical surgery or a school of choice, by all means, those discussions have to keep going. But the example I give my parents is if you're arguing over wheat bix instead of cornflakes for breakfast, don't. Let it go. Save your energy for those bigger issues. Same bedtimes. If your bedtime's 7.30 but the other parent's not getting them to bed till 8, you know, think about letting that go so that the conflict is reduced and saving that energy for bigger issues that may arise in the future. Think about the transition and making those visitations and transitions easier for you, for your child. Have a think about, for example, always dropping off um, instead of picking up your child. So to avoid a feeling from the other parent that you're taking the child away, you know, in the middle of a um an event or curtailing a special moment drop the child off at the other parent's house and then let the other parent drop them back to you um, when that time is complete and make the transition easy for your child moving from one household to another whether it's for a weekend or a week um, it's hard time for kids you know in one in one breath they're they're reuniting with the other parent and that's exciting for them but they're also being separated from you which you know might not be so exciting for them or they might have hesitations about that because of the conflict and they don't want you to feel or they don't want to feel guilty etc so for heaven's sake make the transition as easy and, and as polite and as happy as you can say hello to the other parent Don't just stand there and stalemate each other in front of the kids while they change cars or walk on the footpath. Say hello, give a wave, give a smile, have those respectful relationships. Communication is one really big key in in having a successful co-parenting relationship and a co-parenting relationship that's reduced of conflict for the sake of your children. It begins with your mindset. So have a think about the communication and what communication you need to have uh, with your former spouse. And I always say, make sure those communications you're having 
are respectful. You don't have to like your ex, but you do have to be respectful to them in front of your child. And that really is your obligation as a parent. And it's an obligation that has a bigger picture. And it's not about giving in. It's not about the other parent being right. It's about reducing the conflict, the stress, the anxiety, the tension that your child is exposed to post-separation. Reducing that for them is going to turn them into healthier, happier children and healthier and happier adults. And it'll equip them with the knowledge, with the resource, with the role modelling behaviour to continue respectful relationships into their future. Thank you for listening to the Divorce Collective podcast brought to you by collectivefamilylaw.com.au. If you got value from this week's episode, I would love it if you would hit subscribe and take a minute to leave a review. You can connect with us on Instagram or Facebook just by searching for Collective Family Law. And remember, until next time, you have got this.